Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Greetings and welcome to the Omega Particle Podcast. I am your gracious, humbled host, Jonathan Wiegand. Uh, some call me the anchorman of the Federation. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and uh, we are streaming across the Alpha Quadrant, I think in every single possible streaming service. So always remember, please rate, review, and subscribe. And welcome to today's program. I know in the last episode I mentioned... Um, talking about a thanksgiving episode and honestly i just didn't see that happening i just wanted to take some time off and like thursday through sunday i was done i was like i'm not doing podcasting i'm not gonna do work i'm just gonna hang out with my family and just enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the time you know but never fear we're back and with half my brain tied behind my back just to make it fair Again, I hope everyone had a really great Thanksgiving break here in the U.S. And for those that don't celebrate Thanksgiving abroad, which there are a lot of you, which I just learned um, today from my intern Luna, uh, thanks to Spotify Wrapped, we we heard that there's a lot of people in Germany and ex- uh, particularly in the Netherlands. So welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and tuning in. But um, this is an exciting episode. There's a lot of great context, especially with Picard Season 3. And then a lot of things happening in the world of Star Trek with conventions and little things like that that we'll get into. But um, I really want to do kind of a PSA real quick before we get into the the rest of the show here. Is that um, we know the holidays are coming up and it can be difficult. I mean, I have family drama. Everybody has uh, family drama, whether we want to admit it or not, in, or in some way, shape, or form. And just say it's okay to reach out for help and to contact help. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and trust me, um, that's what you want to do. You don't want to be like me, drowning sorrows in Muppet Christmas Carol like I did <laughs> like nearly 10 years ago. But we're not going to get into that. Anyway, let's get this candle lit. Roll that beautiful bean footage, Luna. Okay, this story coming up is everything that I hoped it would be, and we finally have it. So, a couple weeks ago on the last News and Brews, we talked about how they could connect Janeway maybe one day in the future to Picard Season 3 possibly and tying in with Seven, etc. And I feel like today we got confirmation of that. Now, not a... That's exactly what's going to be confirmation, but enough of a confirmation that makes me super excited. Um, so there's a news article in Den of Geek. <laughs> I love how some people are like, we're going to do hard-hitting journalism. We're talk- talking about like the Washington Post, the BBC. And here on Star Trek and an OPP, we're like the Den of Geek <laughs> or the, the, the robot machine one. They're, they're actually good. I don't, I don't know who they are. But anyway, I digress. Um, so Star Trek Picard's executive producer, Terry Malatis, reveals that the show's third season won't just be a Star Trek 
TNG reunion, because as we know, everybody's pretty much coming back as in a reunion, but it will tie into Star Trek Deep Space Nine and Star Trek Voyager. So that kind of, like I said at the beginning, that pretty much tells me Janeway's coming back in some way, shape, or form, kind of giving a backstory maybe to Seven. We'll get into that later, but let's get through this Den of Geek article. So Star Trek Season 3 is set to premiere on February 23rd, 2023. And so this is a direct quote from Milatis, who is an executive producer. She said, I think it's important to Deep Space Nine fans to feel seen. Thank you. <laughs> it's Star Trek Picard. It's also a continuation of Voyager 2, of course, with Seven of Nine in our show, if you're going to be in this time period, there's such a rich opportunity to, to honor what came before. And I really hope it's not something really cheesy, like, you know, they go to DS9 or something like that. We've seen that on Lower Decks. I really hope it's something like, oh, Cisco comes out of the Celestial Temple and, or something wild like that, or uh, Picard has a vision with the prophets and Cisco. And I, I just, I would think that would be so cool to tie in this Deep Space Nine lore right interjected into the main what i would call mainstream you know because there's some star trek fans that haven't watched voyager haven't watched ds9 and they're kind of just tng fans you know hanging out love picard nothing wrong with that everyone has their thing but it's like there is such a deep lore and, and fandom that it's like no there's more to it so maybe opening the door and plus i love the comments about feeling feeling seen because there is sometimes like i mean before lower decks we really didn't get any of that so, I mean, it's this would be nice to, to have some recognition. But anyway, but moving on, I think it's funny because normally in the tradition of Star Trek shows, and what I like to call the golden age of Star Trek, um, each of these kind of shows ran for seven seasons, and that season length kind of became standard, and all the shows could kind of end on their own terms, and it means there was a limit just to how fully they could culminate and end seven seasons of events so as that is a result there are many unresolved plot lines and questions from these star trek shows like for example um picard season three could delve into Worf's like tragic past as a klingon warrior and how he overcame the many losses he suffered on tng and ds9 additionally the show can also answer the mystery of seven of nine now she became a starfleet captain despite Starfleet's previous discrimination against the Borg. And I think early on, the show was largely means to kind of explore Picard coming to terms with his past and making peace with it. So it's only fitting that characters from Star Trek's other shows also kind of get this final development with him. So I think that'd be really cool. But we shall see. And I think there's a lot to explore. And even if it's I don't know if they bring it in directly like into the main plot of the season, but we'll have to see. But it's nice to be like, hey, there might be some tips of the cap, maybe more. The DS9 comment intrigues me. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, our next story is kind of a story, but also kind of an opinion. And I would love some feedback from this. So there's currently a Star Trek show on Paramount Plus called Star Trek Prodigy. And I do not watch Star Trek Prodigy, just to be upfront. Um, I maybe watched the first episode and it just didn't seem like my cup of tea. I have no problem watching cartoons and things like that. You know, I like cat dog growing up and Hey Arnold and all these other Nicktoons. So I, I think it's cool that they're, they're doing this, but I just haven't been a fan. I will get to it 
eventually, you know, when I have time, maybe, maybe with the holiday season coming up, um, get into watching it. I heard this really interesting take and I was like, I have to share it because I would love to hear the feedback on this. So, um, kind of when it comes to Star Trek, you know, each show relatively is kind of one of the same in how it's presented. Most of the shows usually have their own hook. Um, you know, like the original series was about adventure and the five-year mission and going where no one has gone before. And then, you know, Next Generation had a little bit of that. Plus it had like the morally um, and ethic gray line episodes and a lot of more political episodes. Um, amazing chef's kiss. And then <laughs> DS9 was clearly the war show, you know, the, with the menu more. And Voyager was like kind of like the survival show and sometimes horror quote unquote horror show. Um, and enterprise of course was the, was the origin show. So each show had kind of its own vibe and, and personally, I mean, that was kind of lost on discovery, right? Like I just feel they don't know what they are. I feel like they literally take darts and throw it at a board and be like, "Mm, that's it. That's where we're going to go with this season. And I mean, lower decks is the comedy Picard's the reunion show. Okay. So I can go on and on, you know? So each of these shows have their element and I kind of think it's like maybe from what I've heard, I watched this really great interview with Jason Manzukis um, on IGN talking about like, hey, Prodigy is kind of like this coming of age story and how Star Trek really doesn't have coming of age stories. You know, we see these people like Cisco or Janeway or Picard or even like Burnham, people that are already established and already have foundations that they've built themselves, whether through previous decades of their life or experiences, you know, they're pretty well grounded in kind of who they are. And then through the shows, we see like character arcs and developments, regressions, etc. But we don't really have a young coming of age story minus, you know, Harry Kim, who never got a promotion. <laughs> so Manzukis kind of goes on to say like, hey, there's a lot of innocence in the show and there's a lot of discovery inside of the storylines, especially with um, Pog. Am I pronouncing that right? Pog. Again, I don't watch the show. I will. But um, learning what it means to be a Tellarite and the Tellarites, as we all know, are initial members of Starfleet with the formation of the Federation. Um, and this is kind of like this cast of characters, he says, that's really searching for meaning. So yeah, feel free to reach out. If you guys have watched it, what are your opinions of it? I I hear all the time, like, um, doing research for the podcast and stuff. They're like, oh, the, the Zindi are on it. And then, uh, Janeway's on it or this or that. And I was like, okay, like what's going on? The the fact that they're bringing the Zindi in instantly hooked me because I was like, okay, they have the, the, the courage to bring that (laughs) random thing from Enterprise into Star Trek again. I would love to do it. I mean, you can clearly tell with the animation and it's a Nickelodeon that it's it's focuses on a younger generation of Star Trek characters and and trying to allure Star Trek young Star Trek fans to kind of grow and develop the brand. And I think that's brilliant because it made me think look what another great franchise is doing right now and that's Star Wars. How are they developing their shows? Like if you if you line them up, now I would say Andor is amazing. Minus minus the first couple episodes, but um, yes, the Star Trek host does watch 
Star Wars shows, absolutely. But um, they're kind of all the same in a way, in the in the genre, in the feel. They're all kind of these melodramatic, dirty, gritty kind of shows. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's not a lot of differences. Like, for example, look at the muscle that Star Trek is flexing right now. You have, for example, Lower Decks. Amazing. If you are a deep Trek fan, you will love Lower Decks. Now, I can't say much for Discovery. <laughs> that That is, I'll be honest, not my favorite. But it's kind of like, do you get an A for effort? Sure. But it's like, it's it's not... It's not good. I feel like they've, I feel like Discovery and Strange New Worlds, I feel like Discovery should have been what Strange New Worlds is now, if that makes any sense. Um, and Strange New, Strange New Worlds hit a couple times for me, but I just felt like it was, you know, still good, but it's still early. And like all Star Trek shows, it takes at least three or four seasons for them to get good, <laughs> just to be honest. And so I just don't feel like, we don't know what the culmination of Strange New Worlds is going to be. So I personally am still, I'm still the jury saw on that. But it, I feel like they're flexing, they're trying, and they're getting these different shows and genres and kind of expanding the brand, which is what you want from a business standpoint, but also from a fan standpoint. Because do you know what? Like I said, I mentioned before, I don't watch Prodigy because it's not geared towards me. Not saying I can't enjoy it, but I'm not going to sit down and be like, mm, let's watch a Nickelodeon cartoon about Star Trek. And again, nothing wrong if you do like it, because I probably will enjoy it whenever I sit down to watch it. But I'm just saying it's like it's nice to know that the brand is taken care of. And I can't say maybe it's a quality over quantity thing. Um, but I, I feel like if we if they just keep pushing out garbage, then I wouldn't like it as much. But it's just kind of nice to see that. Yeah, the brand is flexing itself. So, yeah, like, for example, there's no cartoons really on Star Trek. I mean, you have the Lego things, but there's no real, like, adult cartoons for Star Wars. Um, there's no comedies, obviously. I mean, there's a couple jokes here and there, but it's it's really kind of overdramatic. And that's perfectly fine. That's nothing wrong with that. But I just kind of want to speak my piece. I can go I can go on and on about it. And I might get some more hate, hateful reviews and hateful... Uh, comments and stuff like that but that's fine because podcast is podcast um anyway let not your heart be troubled correct so moving on we're we're going into a little feel-good story because we all need that these days am i right (laughs) and one of them is is that there's a new if you're in kind of um the convention life for star trek there is a new convention that's coming around and its whole purpose is to kind of aim for kindness and inclusion of everybody. So if you are in the uh, Long Island area in New York State, or if you want to travel to this, is great. So on May 20th and 21st in 2023, Trek Long Island has announced a special event for fans of all ages. Um, it's a new science fiction convention hosted by Library for the Kind. Um, Library for the Kind promotes books and resources that celebrate diversity, inclusion, gender equality, kindness, you know, all, everything. Everything. Why you can't argue with that, <laughs> right? You can't argue with that. Anyway, um, and the organization is run by you guessed it librarians. So um, in an interview, the 
a spokeswoman for this um, nonprofit says, the hope for the convention is to share how Trek was celebrated diversity and inclusion since it was gifted to the world in 1966. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to be having um, topics and panels on everything from legitimate, like just the shows, all the way to Trek's influence on modern day, gender on the Enterprise. That's one thing they have mentioned, plus celebrity guests and stuff like that. So please check that out. Um, seems pretty cool, especially with what happened. Was it Seattle, Luna? Oh my gosh, the dumpster fire that was that. So I feel like we may need a new happy-go-lucky, feel-good convention for the Star Trek fans. And speaking of Star Trek fans, for all of my listeners in Europe right now, pay attention. As you know, it's kind of hard to watch some new Trek right now. So Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Prodigy are going where no Paramount original Star Trek series has gone before. Europe. Paramount Global is taking its streaming strategy to Europe with two different fronts. Paramount Plus is launching in most of the biggest markets, covering almost half of Europe's total population. For the rest of the continent, continent sorry my appalachian education is coming through for the rest of the continent paramount is partnering with comcast for the show gosh the sky showtime joint venture streaming service which includes some of star trek content but not everything that is included in paramount plus um the service has already launched in a few countries with more coming in december and into 2023 so when it comes to Paramount Plus, Star Trek shows, you know, the service includes the first season of Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and the first half of the season of Prodigy. But they said that on Sky Showtime that they haven't got the rights to Discover yet, so they're working on it. Um, as for other Treks from Paramount Plus, Lower Decks and Picard will continue to show on Amazon Prime Video throughout Europe. So I guess Sky Showtime and Paramount Plus is coming and expanding the Trek catalog for all my uh, brilliant, lovely listeners in Europe. You smart, beautiful people, you. <laughs> and um, it's it's going to be fun. So um, that's always good because it's so hard to find things, um, especially I remember we went to London a few years ago. It blew my mind that I could watch Discovery on Netflix. I was like, oh, my gosh, who'd have thought? And to round out the last story of the day, if you've ever wondered – Jonathan, if you have so much money, what are you going to do with yourself? And I would say, I'm going to shoot my remains into space. Then you are correct. <laughs> um, so apparently, there's a dude in Florida, is and he's a very big, avid Star Trek fan, is going to go the way of Leonard Nimoy and shoot his remains into space. Um, and it comes from a company called Celestis, and they've kind of been offering these services since like 1994. So these are the different like packages you can get and just kind of like blew my mind. So something called the Aurora flight, um, it can send participants into space and then back around 2,500. And when you say Jonathan back around, what does that mean? And that means you just like burn up in the atmosphere. Um, but for $5,000 a month, you can be launched into orbit where you can stay for months or years, you know, depending um, before vape vaporizing on re-entry but if you decide to go into orbit your capsule can be tracked so that means like your family can like watch and track where you are over the earth which is kind of wild i would love to do that with like a pet maybe like it'd be like well i'm gonna launch uh my cat hemi into space i think that would be kind of be like oh there he's over the horn of africa right now i'd be like oh that's wild 
Um, but however, that is not the creme de la creme, my friends. So the most expensive packages, the Luna, no, not you, the Luna and Voyager services send you either to the moon's surface or they just shoot you out into deep space. And those packages start at 12500 So um, Celestis, if you're listening, I would love to be a uh, sponsor of the program. We'd love to have you. Jason's Talks Movies doesn't give us nothing. Send us a fruit basket and that was it. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't get anything. Anyway, that rounds out today's episodes of News and Brews. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And Luna, let's wrap it up. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, please check out longtime friend of the podcast, jasontalksmovies.wordpress.com. Please check them out. He does great reviews, everything from uh, Marvel to Star Wars. And again, we have a new episode coming out next week. Probably take some time off near New Year's. Um, We're going places with friends, so may not have time to record an episode, so just keep that on the DL between you and me, (laughs) and we shall see. But of course, we'll let you guys know. And as always, feel free to reach out. We love talking and communicating with you guys. Please let me know your thoughts on Prodigy. And as always, second star of the right, straight on till morning.